This is Timothy Gordon. Spring is nearly here, and accordingly, we're opening up two new sections of classes for the spring, church history and rules for retrogrades. Church history is a repeat course from the fall. It was so successful that many people could not get in and want to in the spring. Rules for retrogrades is a new course based on my book with my brother, Community Organizing from the Right. Go to timothyjgordon.com for information. Also at timothyjgordon.com, a pre-recorded Catholic Republic course on sale. Happy Fatima Day, Parish Orphans and Retrogrades. Actually, this video has been planned for May the 12th, the day before Fatima Day, because I wanted to preempt tomorrow's celebration of May 13th, Our Lady's special day, with a, a few words of caution. And I know that people who consume internet content High-quality internet content on May 13th will be inundated. So a few things are important to note today within a couple hours of this most important day of the year. For the 20th and 21st century, we are denizens of the era of Fatima. And its full meaning, as Cardinal Ratzinger said in an interview in 1984, is not yet disclosed. We don't know what the full import of the three-part secret of Fatima is. And I've talked a lot about it publicly, privately. It kept me in the faith when I was clinging by a thread when I was a younger guy. Fatima is so important. Now, I want to speak from the heart a bit. When many of you got to know me in 2018, a lot of people would watch those TNT shows Taylor Marshall and I did on scandalous news from the pontificate of Pope Francis. As they coupled with, on the other side, Marian apparition shows. We'd do a Fatima show or an Akita show or several each Fatima and Akaton. Since it's May, I'm returning to the light side, the good news, the hopefulness of that dualism, that binary interplay between the bad news is the Francis pontificate, the good news, of course, is our Lord Jesus Christ. To him, we are brought closer by his mother. And, and, and Fatima is a particular message that focuses on the late part of the 20th century and even the 21st century. But I'll say this. I am always open to hearing the truth. This is not actually a correction of anything I said about Pope Francis or about Fatima in those late 2018 TNT shows. I have the exact same worldview. I still am more convinced than not that the third secret, which I'll talk about a little bit at the end of the show, has not been fully revealed. The three-part secret, uh, if you don't know, is subject of the speculation of the world press since 1917 when it was given to the three little Fatima seers led by the eldest of them, Sister Lucia dos Santos. The third one created just lots of speculation in the sacred and the secular press almost immediately 
I still believe that it is not yet fully revealed. I'll go through why not in a little bit. So I, I have the exact same outlook on Fatima and its import for today. And I have the exact same outlook, maybe darker, if anything, on the Francis Pontificate, because we're three years almost further down the line from when a lot of you first met me in, in middle 2018 on Taylor Marshall's channel. But I will say this. This is not so much a, a, a statement about Fatima Francis as it is about people's reaction to the Francis pontificate and the recalibrated interpretation they've made of Fatima. It's gotten more schismatic. People are, I, I'm dealing every day with folks that are Catholic and considering Eastern Orthodoxy or fallen away Catholic, thinking of coming back to the faith, which is cool because they're no longer secularist, but they're thinking of coming back to Christianity through Eastern Orthodoxy or, or set up a contism or any of these things. Attractive nuisances, as I've termed them, termed them in other shows. Attractive because, I mean, Eastern Orthodoxy, even set up a contism, is a lot more true than secularism. Than, than atheism, but it's not the full truth, not the full 360 degrees of truth, as Fulton Sheen would, would say. So back in the day when Taylor and I would do shows, people would say, oh, do you think you should lean this much on how bad this pontificate is? And I would say, no, man. If anything, to a discerning mind, I still believe this, by the way, it proves that the forces of hell, the powers and the principalities center all their fire on the one true faith, Roman Catholicism. It's still true. And people will see this. People ought to see as one of the modes of credibility of the Roman Catholic Church that it draws all the fire of Satan, secular press, whatever, even the infiltration of the priesthood by homosexuals and masons and all the bad guys. This is still a mode of credibility, a mode of even heightened credibility if you will. It's amazing. You just have to look at it through the right angle. And I've been saying that since before you met me in the Francis Pontificate. And I'm still saying that now. People, but people, I hate to say it, there are a lot of people out there that are picture thinkers that are like, no, I want to go for one of these easier forms of Christianity. Still not as bad as being an atheist or something like that. But why leave the bark, the Roman Catholic Church, the one fully true version of Christianity. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because I, I miscalculated. A lot of people, when brought the truth, hey, the Francis Pontificate is bad. It's probably the worst one yet. He's the worst Pope yet, I think easily. But stay on the boat. It's fine. For all the reasons I just named, things are still good. Just hang out. If you're a lame person, if you're a layman, then you don't really have to do anything aside from keep the faith, evangelize in your corner of the world, live in the sacraments, get, if you're a layman, get your wife and kids to heaven. And you don't really have to worry about it. It's a little more onerous for you know, clergymen because they have to, as Mary will talk about in several of these apparitions that, that I'm talking about in several shows to you in the month of May, they have to do more. They actually have to go fight their brother bishops evangelically 
and and show how the wicked ones are wicked and the weak ones are weak. You don't really have to do that. We can petition them, but that doesn't that doesn't seem to go too far. Um, and I I'm surprised though how many people are still not compelled by that. I'm surprised how many people honestly want to go be Eastern Orthodox. Well, the message of Fatima, and same thing with the message of Lourdes, by the way, is a Catholic message. It's a Catholic message from heaven. In other words, it's a ratification of Catholicism over against Eastern Orthodoxy. Why? Because in many of the 14 autocephalous Eastern Orthodox churches, they, they've condemned Fatima, basically. I, I don't know they're, they're the way they're semi-magisterium works so don't don't stick me to uh, a technicality on whether or not it's anathematized or how that even works but they they view it as basically a false apparition the way the church views the non-approved apparitions why because she says several several things at fatima and at lords that are specifically catholic specifically Catholic, right? She says the one true faith, the Roman Catholic Church. She mentions it in Fatima. At Lourdes, she calls herself a specifically Catholic name under one of the two ex-cathedra designations by the Pope speaking out loud. And just we'll get into that when we get into Lourdes, but it's really good. But Lords and Fatima, I want to point out, these trads who mainly listen to me, don't blackpill, man. If you believe in Fatima, Lords, in different ways, Guadalupe, we had a show on that last week, then it's not only affirmative of Jesus and the sacraments, but it's also affirmative of specifically Catholic teachings on Jesus, Mary, the sacraments. So in some sense, one hand washes the other. Very, very interesting stuff. Bear that in mind. The Eastern Orthodox do not blackpill, friends. They do not accept Fatima because Fatima affirms Roman Catholicism as the, the true form of, of Christianity. So food for thought. And when we get to Lourdes, we're going to have a Lourdes show soon. Same deal there. She's going to call herself the Immaculate Conception. Only the Pope had called her that Called her that just a few years before. And she comes down and ratifies this ex-cathedra statement. The first ex-cathedra statement by a Pope. And she's like, yep, he's right. He's Peter. The Orthodox don't like that. Okay, real quick. Six apparitions in the middle to the end of uh, 1917. The first apparition... May the 13th, 1917. Today is May the 12th. I wanted to schedule the show this way. She appeared and she said, Do not be afraid. I will not harm you. Lucia said, Where is your grace from? Our Lady said, I am from heaven. Lucia said, And what does your grace wish of me? Our Lady told her, I have come to ask you to come here for six months in succession on the 13th day of each month at this same hour. Later, I will tell you who I am and what I want. Afterwards, I'll return here a seventh time. Lucy, I think, I think the, the dialogue skips forward here. I'm reading from a um, transcript put out by Franciscan University a long time ago. 
And, and will I go to heaven too? Sister Lucy asks. I think there's an ellipsis there. Our Lady says, yes, you will. And Jacinta, Lucia says, also he will, Our Lady responds. And Francisco, Our Lady responds also, but he must say many rosaries. <laughs> many people speculate on this. Some people say it's not that he's in a state of mortal sin. It's, it's either way, it's, it's sort of funny. Um, not mortal sin, venial sin. Lucia then asks, is Maria das Neves already in heaven? Our Lady says, yes, she is. And Amelia, I don't know who these people are. I looked up it up once, but I forget now. And Amelia, Our Lady says, she will be in purgatory until the end of the world. Do you wish to offer yourselves to God to endure both an act, uh, sorry, to endure all the sufferings that he may be pleased to send you as both an act of reparation for the sins with which he is offended and an act of supplication for the conversion of sinners? Lucia responds, yes, we do. Amazing little kid, by the way. Oh, we trads, we get all caught up in the third secret because it's super interesting and the miracle of the sixth apparition on October the 13th because it's amazing. But we forget these, these are amazing little kids. Lucia and uh, Jacinta and Francisco. I mean, just amazingly holy little six, seven, and nine-year-old. <clears throat> well, then your lady, our, our, our lady says, you will have much to suffer, but the grace of God will be your comfort. So this was the introductory apparition. And by the time she reappears, the second apparition, June the 13th, 1917, Lucia says, what does your grace wish of me now? People don't talk about the second apparition much because the third one is the one where they get the secrets. The sixth one is the one where they uh, are shown the the miracle of the sun. The fifth one is interesting because it's the one that they uh, they missed. They the apparition is on the nineteenth because they were kidnapped by the Masonic town mayor. Anyway. So we don't talk much of the, the second apparition on June the 13th. What does your grace wish of me? Our Lady responds, I want you to come here on the 13th of next month to pray to the rosary every day and to learn to read. I shall later say what I want. Now it's important. Mary wants Lucia to learn to read because she's going to give her these me this three-part message, three-part secret, the part of which is going to have to be written down because the third part of it cannot be shown to people for for a long time that's important so we don't this is, i'm trying to cover some of the stuff that's a little less covered also lucia alone had the power of speech hearing and sight these three of the five senses to say nothing of uh taste and taste and touch and smell um she's the only one of the three uh, fatima seers that had all three her little female cousin Jacinta could see and hear Our Lady, but she couldn't speak. She didn't have the power of her voice. That's why it's always Sister Lucy. Interestingly, Francisco, who needs to say many rosaries, did not uh, have the power of hearing her, hearing her words. This becomes important when it comes to the third secret, third part of the secret. Well, I'll, I'll explain why in a minute. But so, Lucia has all three of these sensory powers. Jacinta has two. Francisco only has one. And now Our Lady is saying, 
Lucia, you're you're the special one. I want you to learn to read and write. And it's she doesn't know why yet. Mary's going to tell her why the very next month, in, insofar as she's going to give her the, the three-part secret then. I would like to ask you to take us to heaven. Lucia responds to that, presumably nodding that uh, she will learn to read. Our Lady says, yes, I shall take Jacinta and Francisco soon. So it's here in June, on the June 13th apparition that she tells her, basically, your cousins are going to die of 1918 influenza, which they did. But you will remain here for some time yet. Jesus wishes to establish devotion to my Immaculate Heart in the world. I promise salvation to those who embrace it. And these souls will be beloved of God like flowers arranged by me to adorn his throne. Will I stay here alone? Lucia said. No, daughter. Does that make you suffer much? Don't be dismayed. I will never forsake you. My Immaculate Heart shall be your refuge and the road that shall lead you to God. So this is the apparition june 13th where she's told your cousins are going to die soon and and this troubles lucy she's a little girl all right on to the third apparition in many ways the most important even more important than the sixth when they were shown the miracle of the sun july the 13th 1917 lucia asks what does your grace wish of me our lady says I want you to come here on the 13th of next month. She always tells her, next month is what you're doing right up front. And to continue to pray the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady of the Rosary in order to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war, for she alone can be of any avail. Lucia says, I would like to ask you to tell us who you are and to perform a miracle so everyone will believe that your grace appears to us. Our Lady says, continue to come here every month. In October, I will tell you who I am and what I wish. And I will perform a miracle that everyone shall see so as to believe. Then, then, Our Lady tells the three parts of the secret to Lucia dos Santos. The first part of the secret, of course, is a vision of hell. A graphical vision, meaning something that they all can see. Okay? Then, after she shows them this vision, there's the graphical part, call this type uh, secret 1A. Then there's 1B. Mary says a few words about it, even though it's obvious that it was hell. She says, what you have seen is a vision of hell, where the souls of poor sinners go. And then she she goes on at some length, uh, some short length about that, but it's always graphical component, textual component. Then the second part of the secret, she talks about world affairs, geopolitics to some extent, when the war will end, World War One, when World War Two will begin. She gets all this right to the month, obviously. And she explains that Russia will spread her errors around the globe if Russia is not consecrated to Mary's Immaculate Heart. At this point, and from her later memoirs, Sister Lucy makes it clear that she she is assuming that Russia is an unfaithful woman, since Mary said she. And she's shown um, she's shown some graphical, like almost like props, like primordial PowerPoint about world events. She's seeing images of of world war. Which is horrifying, but she's not that horrified. 
Then comes the third part of the secret, which will be hidden away until 1960, at which point all the world's press, New York Times, LA Times, European newspapers, wanted it to be open. Pope John XXIII deigned against opening it. But what the secret ended up being, as far as we know, is, well, at least graphical component. The graphical component is this intricate vision released in 2000 by Cardinal Bertone of the Pope walking through basically a half-dead Rome, the city that's probably Rome, and there are dead combatants all around, dead uh, city denizens all around, dead clergymen. This is a, a bishop in white, so it's got to be the Pope. And he, uh, and then the Pope is fallen upon by like paramilitary people shooting both arrow, many arrows and many bullets into his body. And he falls apparently dead. <sighs> okay. That was the only part. Now, it wasn't released in 1960, as Our Lady said she wished it to be. It was released in the year 2000. In between the presumed release date, 1960, and the actual release date, 2000, almost to the year, the midpoint, is 1981, May the 13th, tomorrow. 1981, I was just two months old. Pope John, the Paul, Pope John Paul II was shot, fell to the ground, apparently dead. I'm not sure if he was ever pronounced dead. He was not riddled with bullets and arrows by Aliaga, who's a Muslim working for the communists. Aliaga did know about the secret of, of Fatima, allegedly, at, at court, in court documents. It's alleged that he said he knew this. And there, was, there would be no way because the Vatican hadn't released it by 1983 or 4, whenever his trial was. So it's really strange. Now, the Vatican, 19 years later in 2000, they claimed that this was the entirety, basically secret 3A, only graphical component. Uh, this was the entirety of the third secret. This is implausible for a number of reasons. Number one, because each part of the secret had had a textual component. 1A had had 1B. 2A had had 2B. Words of the Virgin. Uh, 3A, not one word of the Virgin was released by the Vatican in 2000. Not one word. And Lucia, in her third or fourth memoir, had uh, said that there were words of the Virgin in... Um, in the third part of the secret, she'd specifically said that she had to ask Our Lady if Francisco could be told her words about the third secret. It's a big secret until 1960. Can I tell Francisco? And and Our Lady says yes. Also, she'd written that the the you know the faith will basically be lost to all the world aside from Fatima Portugal, Portugal, um, at etc. And that those words were never repeated in the, I mean, they were never produced. Uh, they had been, that was the one line of text from the third part of the secret that was ever referred to by Sister Lucy in between 1917 and the year 2000, when allegedly the Vatican released it. Not one line, not one letter of the Virgin's words 
which had been referred to, at least that one line, for 83 years, whatever released, it was just the, the graphical component, the vision. We got none of the text of the secret. But, but specifically, that's in my mind, my lawyer's mind, that's dispositive. She said, can I share your words with Francisco? Because he could see, he could see the graphical part, 3A. But he could not hear 3B. And, and Mary said, go ahead and tell him. That's rather dispositive in my view. And there are all these other fishy things. Cardinals that had held the letter up to the light bishops had said that it should be 25 or 26 lines on one sheet of paper. This was much longer on two sheets of paper. Clearly what they read is the graphical component, Cardinal Bertoni in 2000. I don't think they were lying. I do think that was the graphical component. But they, they, there was another letter, the 26 lines, which were probably Mary's words. You know, basically the front face of a sheet of paper explaining that much more difficult graphical part of the secret than, than 1A or 2A. And she bothered to tell Sister Lucy and her cousins what hell was, even though that was completely obvious. And Sister Lucy and, and Jacinta were trembling. They said they would have gotten heart attacks with fear if they weren't promised heaven. So Mary bothers to explain how. She bothers to explain 2A about Russia and geopolitics. She's definitely going to explain the most symbolic, most anagogical part of the uh, secret, 3A, apocalyptic even. So there's no doubt in my mind that they released something real. But also, this just doesn't match Pope John Paul II anyway. He, he wasn't apparently dead ever. He wasn't shot with arrows, for one thing. It wasn't multiple guys that killed him or attempted to kill him. There's tons and tons of discrepancies. Also, it wouldn't make any sense for the Vatican to sit on Secret 3 after May the 13th, 1981 anymore. Okay, there it is. They could have just, at that point, why wait 19 more years? They could have just said, okay, this was the third part of the secret. We didn't know when it was going to happen, but whatever. Why would they wait? It's completely obvious, in my view. You know, I'm 94% sure there is an unreleased portion of the secret. I don't think they made that up. I think they read us the graphical component. I don't think they told us the textual component that Mary would use to cover the explanatory gap. All right, now, we'll go on. The uh, The fourth apparition happened on August the 19th, 1917. I was disappointed with the recent Fatima movie, which came out it not covering what happened on August the 13th. They missed their meeting with Mary because, literally, they were kidnapped by the town's mayor. This is the way the stories come down to me. I've tried to research it. Um, he was a Freemason. He was trying to get them to forswear off of the three-part secret. All of the Masonic press in uh, the Iberian Peninsula, Portugal and Spain, was interested in this. They were swarming it. By the way, also by the fourth apparition, they missed it on the 13th of August. 20,000 people were showing up at the Cova de Iria. And lightning struck the holm oak tree where they usually met. Heaven was not pleased that they were being basically terrorized by these uh, uh, by the town's mayor and the Masonic press that that uh, flanked him. When they finally met on August the nineteenth, not covered by the movie, 
Lucia says, what is your grace wish of me? Our Lady says, I want you to continue to go to the Kova on the 13th of each month and to continue to pray the rosary every day. On the last month, I'll perform the miracle for all to believe. 70,000 will show up for that sixth one. What does your grace want done with the money that the people leave at Kova de Iria? Because there are so many people, 20,000 people for this fourth apparition. That's a lot. Mary says, have two portable stands made, you and Jacinta with two other girls dressed in white. Carry one of them. Let Francisco carry the other with three other boys. The portable stands are for the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. The money that is left over should be contributed to the chapel that they shall build. It's beautiful. She says, I would like to ask you for the healing of some sick persons. Our Lady says, yes, I'll cure some during the year. Okay, 20,000. 20, for the fifth apparition, September the 13th, the last, the next to last one before the great miracle, about 25 or 30,000 people at this one. Our Lady says, continue to pray the rosary to obtain the end, end of the war. In October, our Lord will also come, as well as Our Lady of Sorrows and Our Lady of Mount Carmel and St. Joseph with the child Jesus to bless the world. God is pleased with your sacrifices, but he does not want you to sleep with the ropes. Wear them only during the day. Lucy says, they have, met, they have requested me to ask you for many things and the care of some sick persons of a deaf mute. Our Lady says, yes, I will cure some, others not. In October, I will perform a miracle for all to believe. This one always just stuck out to me because it's interesting to see the way the logic of heaven works. Some will be cured, others won't. It's not that big of a deal in the heavenly logic because you're all, you know, if they're all holy, they're all going to heaven. Who knows why some are cured and others not. Finally, the sixth and last apparition, 70 to 75,000, showed up for October the 13th, 1917. Among them, the Masonic and uh, Marxist press, not just of the Iberian Peninsula, not just Spain and Portugal, all over Europe. And when they saw the miracle shortly after noon, when it was promised, right on cue, in front of everyone, lasted about nine minutes, so many converted. They're on the spot. Unbelievable. Um, at the sixth and last apparition, Lucia says, what is your lady, uh, what is your grace wish of me? I wish to tell you that I want a chapel built here in my honor. I am the lady of the rosary. Continue to pray the rosary every day. The war is going to end and the soldiers will soon return to their homes. Lucia says, I have many things to ask you. If you would cure some sick persons and if you would convert some sinners. Our Lady repeats, some yes, others no. They must amend their lives and ask for forgiveness for their sins. Right after midday on October the 13th, 1917, after a long night of torrential rain, it was raining heavily, some 70,000 witnesses claimed to have seen the sun grow pale and appear as a silver disc which could be viewed by the human eye without causing physical harm. Suddenly the sun began to gyrate or dance and spin while turning multiple colors. After several minutes of this, the sun began to plunge toward the earth at a great speed, in which the crowd became so terrified that they thought it was the end of the world. Then the sun abruptly reversed its course and returned to its normal place as if nothing had happened. To everyone's great astonishment, their clothes and the muddy ground, which had been soaked from the incessant rain, had become instantly dry. This was the great miracle of which Our Lady had spoken. That's October the 13th, which is also the date of the most important Akita apparition in 1973, 
We'll have a show on that in a few days. The important thing here, concluding thoughts, is Fatima not only testifies to the reality of miracles, to the reality of providential prophecy, right? When would World War I end and World War II begin? But also to the truth of the Roman Catholic faith. It's, it's not accepted by the Eastern Orthodox because I didn't have any of the lines in this little banter between Our Lady and Sister Lucia. But there are enough mentions of the Roman Catholic Church being the way that the Eastern Orthodox reject it necessarily or else they'd have to be Catholic. So that's an aspect you're not going to hear other people talking about. It's one of the modes of credibility of not only our faith as against the atheists, but our faith against our partly partly separated brethren, our imperfectly communicated brethren, the Eastern Orthodox. They're in a much better position than the atheists. But it's, it's a mode of credibility against atheists, against other faithful Christians like the Eastern Orthodox. Believe it, Fatima. Deus Volt people, we submit by praying the rosary and by doing first Saturdays, uh, each of the first Saturdays of the month, Our Lady asked us to observe praying the rosary, going to Mass and Confession, sitting for 10 minutes in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Do this and also pray and fast throughout your day. God bless you. Deus Volt. Happy Fatima Day tomorrow. Happy May 12th as well. God bless you all. video and my other work, please consider supporting me on Patreon page or at timothyjgordon.com.